My name is Nils Tudevinter and I'm the creator, editor and host of The Grant. After covering a solid chunk of the proposal timeline in my timeline series the last handful of weeks, I am now taking a break from that and have some guests on board on other issues. An area that I haven't touched upon yet is the university sector. It is a clear ambition of this initiative to cover also this area very well, and it will get its dedicated cone of the grant under the label Campus. The first episode to dig into the university and research sector will zoom in on the Brussels representation of the Norwegian University for Science and Technology, NTNU. Many universities throughout Europe have chosen to establish an office in Brussels to get closer to the EU R&D ecosystem, both decision makers, influencers and collaboration partners of strategic importance for the university faculties. I have invited head of NTNU Brussels office Massimo Busoli into the virtual podcast studio to share with us why NTNU established an office in Brussels how they use the representation strategically, what the university gets out of it, and finally, and not least, the crucial question of how they efficiently coordinate work with more than a thousand kilometers apart and secure a strong connection to all corners of a big university. It is a fantastic talk that brings us right into the machine room of university EU funding strategics. Massimo and I had a quite long talk. Therefore, this episode has been divided into two parts. In this second half, we have a talk about how the office works practically. We learn about the key role the Brussels office has in NTNU strategic lobby activities and shed light on how it helps the university in getting into a bunch of flagship Russian Europe proposals with just the right consortium. Please enjoy. The grand. Thanks for this. Now, um, let me just see here, Massimo. We need to move on to uh, to the function of the office of, of the, what you are doing there practically, so to say. So, you most offices from universities are doing lobbying and project facilities, and then there's a different weight on which leg the weight is, but I get the sense that the the lobbying part is is the most important thing in relation to your work since the the EU the project office is based home and supports with a lot of the project facilitation itself. So we're gonna start with the lobbying and and uh, to make sure we cover that because I, I think that's the most important thing here. And then we will towards the end we will have a, a section on the project facilitation, how you support with that. You already revealed a little bit the synergies with the work and so on that it it, it it spills over into that part also but now nah. so let's just let's just hit the hit the lobby part because that is influencing i guess that's a very important part of what you do yes um the lobbying part of the brussels office is uh, of course the uh preeminent focus of the office um but it must be also understood, in my opinion, that uh, uh, being a research organization in Brussels uh, mm-hmm. takes uh, the lobby activities to a different level compared to uh, interest takers. Mm-hmm. So in terms of lobby, uh, the Brussels office of NTNU, and also according to my experience uh, of 16 years in Brussels, 
we are of course working in lobbying to contribute in shaping the priorities that's true but the brussels arena has changed a lot hmm? uh, it's changed a lot in terms of the listening capacity of the commission to single stakeholders the dynamics are really changed in the yeah. years today the european commission is yeah, not yeah. listening anymore the single stakeholder the european commission listened to big groups big big alliances and so on and so also the way to do lobbying is changed because you're not anymore targeting directly the commission but you have to make your work of lobbying toward the platforms toward the institutions and these changes also the nature of the work because basically what you need to do first what i already announced before i mean you need to position your colleagues to be active players yeah. in the relevant platforms where NTNU as a strategic interest to be and to contribute in shaping the views and the strategies. So as you see, this strongly links with what we have discussed before, because somehow we position professors to be part of the people that are shaping the priorities, but at the same time, this positioning that is achieved also yeah. thanks to lobbying is also functional to increase our capability to get projects due to the networking effect that you have by having relevant people in platforms. And again, this links with the need to generate internal fora to exploit this positioning of the professor in relevant platform and maybe open opportunities for our colleagues home thanks to the networking that the professor is doing in the, in the platform because maybe the professor is asking simply, mm -hmm. I'm going to do a proposal, would you like to join? I need this expertise. Maybe in the past, when the professor was basically alone in the platform, the answer would have been, sorry, this is not my expertise, so I cannot do it. Today, the hope is that the answer is, sorry, this is not my expertise, but if you give me a couple of days, I can check inside my community of researchers, see if anyone would like to open a dialogue with you. So this is the change we are trying to implement. And of course, the lobby aspect is very important because basically here, sometimes to get into relevant position in the platform, you need, of course, to promote and to make sure that your capability and expertise is noticed by the platform itself, by the governance itself, and so on. And this is where the Brussels office come into place, because we, of course, work to bake possibly the participation of NTNU yeah. in the best possible situation in the platform. But at the same time, we proactively provoke home to consider the participation in some of the platforms because the strategy of participation into the platform is also linked to available resources so our job is also to convince the faculties to invest personnel into the participation in relevant strategic partnerships and so this is a lot of work in explaining what the partnership is about explaining what could be the return showcasing that there is critical mass of interest all over the university and discussing about the possibility to set up an internal forum, which of course has some administrative costs. Yeah. We don't have to forget that behind every initiative you build home, you have to, to, do, uh, to put someone to coordinate it operatively. So again, if you want, there is a double lobby effect. One positioning NTU inside relevant initiative. The other one is lobbying internally NTU to get it to invest on specific European oriented activities. Yeah, that's the, so you, that's, that's 
so the one the the lobby towards home that's talking people into something that they don't really know if they want exactly so <laughs> you know they, <laughs> they don't they don't know yet that they want it and you have to so it's that's a the double selling that's the problem you see so I, I, I am. You're preaching to the choir. I've been doing this a lot, speaking to people who who haven't asked. <laughs> you know, shouldn't you do this? You know, and then convincing them about doing it. Um, yeah, and then at the same time working uh, on on a strategy in Brussels. Exactly. Yeah, I've, yeah. I, <laughs> but maybe I'm just just to explain less experienced users, use uh, 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 listeners of of the process environment and how these things work. So what what uh, Martin was talking about here is inferring the work programs for the Horizon Europe. <clears throat> they are strategic work programs, and you can uh, get into to the different. There are different uh, forums, uh, places where you can engage yourself, uh, member-based sometimes, so on, member-based, or where you can engage yourself in the discussions and influence uh, what uh, what comes into the actual work program in the end. And this to 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 change, you actually need you. So obviously, you need to engage yourself. You need to to get into that place. And and uh, so I guess because that's this is what I did. A lot. When I started, uh, I sort of worked out myself when I came to process in 2010 because I was doing this. But I had a sort of autodidact out how to do this. But I guess you, uh, you are doing it this way as well. So you you are screening, you are finding out for a strategic priority, I guess, for a faculty or an institute. Where do they infl- where do they need to go to get the highest impact of what they want? So I guess this is an analysis you make and the screening process you make to find out where to put in the knife and where it's easiest, the quickest fix, so to say, to get in there yeah. and yeah. get something. Uh, it's totally correct. Um, normally, I try to first analyze what is the first of all, what is the initiative where we can enter. Uh, mm-hmm. One of our main targets at the moment is easy to identify is to maximize our contribution and participation in the in the uh, horizon europe uh, uh, strategic partnerships mm-hmm. then what i did i prepared an analysis and i met with the deans of the faculties presenting the analysis but already suggesting that according to understanding of Antonio, this this and this looks to be interesting to consider for participation and then you get a feedback and this is the moment that if the feedback is positive, is a sort of endorsement because we don't have <laughs> we don't have to forget that yeah. the decision-making process in university is a different world. Mm? Uh, normally, the world is okay. Yeah. Yeah. You have the mandate to do it. No, the world is ah we support it. So when you have the support, you can continue. You know that's the point. <laughs> um, I come. I came from yeah. a very top-down organization. You know, and top-down, I was working with the president. Yeah. So the president, I was proposing. He was saying, "Okay, mm-hmm. go on. Perfect. Then go on." Here, you have to create mm-hmm. consensus because <laughs> universities are a bit more horizontal uh, in terms of uh, mm-hmm. organization. So somehow. If you want something to succeed in the university world, you really need to have around you the support of the decision-making people, but not only, also of the scientific community. So mm-hmm. you need really to align the vision. And it takes an enormous effort, as you can imagine, because for me, it was very easy to put an idea on the table and get an okay gone. Yeah. Now, 
takes more time to align the system on division, but if you have a system aligned on division, then everyone is engaged. And this is where the things are happening. So it's, it's an interesting dynamic change, if you want, but uh, mm -hmm. the two models are both effective in different ways, eh, if you want. I'm not saying that one is better than the other. It's not a matter of adapting you to the model you are <laughs> facing with, I mean, they're confronting with. That's, uh, mm -hmm. that's, uh, that's uh, the, the point. So yes, you're right. Sometimes uh, the Brussels office of NTNU is normally proactive in proposing strategic actions, but then you need to be convincing in selling correctly your vision and get the decision maker to say, oh, this is a good idea. Yes, we are ready to invest for it. Yeah. The the right hand, the what do you say, the king's right hand. You need to uh, to <laughs> to whisper in the ear, so to say. You need to know how to how to put yeah. how to put things to to and in the way you're putting it. Um and that's not to say that they get bad surprises, so to say, you lure them into something that they don't want uh, based on on uh, manipulated information. That's not the point. The point is no. that if they, if they, if if these things about a complex Brussels environment within the the field that they are, if that's not prepared and presented in a in a appetizing way, then it can put it can simply put people off. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and, and, and the process dynamics, if you want, are really different than yeah. anywhere else. I mean, as I always say to my colleagues, uh, in Brussels, if you have a chance, first enter, then understand if it is the chance for you, and in the worst case scenario, just exit. Uh, normally, in the university system, there is more reflection time before deciding if to enter or not. And mm -hmm. this for the Brussels dynamic is completely misleading because of course, when there is an opportunity, everyone first enter. And when the opportunity is launched and you say, oh, it looks interesting, I would like to enter, the door is closed. Mm -hmm. So it's also a matter of trying to, to, to have the system changing a bit the mentality from reflective to pro to active, <laughs> you know, somehow. And I have to tell you that uh, this is step-by-step uh, step happening. I mean, there is, and the has grown a lot in the in the six years of experience I have uh, with the university. It's a very, very nice system, uh, and I have very excellent colleagues around me. What I know from a Nordic mentality, since I'm a Nordic myself, is that you might it might be a stubbornness in relation to one's own field, but but there's always a certain flexibility and openness about understanding new ways that can help. So this sort of openness, it I guess it that that's what what helps you a little bit. Yeah, that's important. You know, I always joke with my colleagues because the the typical answer when they don't want to take a direct decision is let's wait and see. <laughs> and, then, and then I say, sorry, but we have to change mentality. The answer should be, let's enter and see. And in case we are not okay, we exit. <laughs> That's, no. uh, so, you know, it's, 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 uh, but I understand, I mean, and this is linked to this decision-making process. You know, the single person never takes a decision on behalf of the rest. So okay. the let's wait and see is a way to, let's see how our system is reacting toward what you're proposing before deciding if to go for it or not. But you know, the European dynamics are definitely not very done for this kind of approach. 
that's uh, you need to be a bit more aggressive if you pass me the turn which doesn't mean that you have to eat everyone but you just have to be really really proactive and ready to engage determined uh, take yeah? the risk determined yeah yeah you need to 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 if you want to have a first of all if you want to enter these forums and if you want to have a say and if you want people to notice you and to respect you and to get a a group sort of let you into the group of uh, of influence um, and listening then you need to be there negate yourself yeah. in this uh, because if if you if you're just coming and without saying anything and not doing anything then no you don't then it doesn't matter yeah exactly um i wanted to 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 ask something and i forgot uh oh yeah just for the listeners to understand i always try to 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 broaden a little to zoom out a little bit for to have everybody on board so just for for the listeners to understand also myself the the when you have identified let's just say you identified a a specific partnership uh, a specific forum to that would be the perfect place to influence a specific part of the work program do you then facilitate is it you 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 yourself that on behalf of the university sit there or do you facilitate the entrance of a university professor or a EU pub, per, per person from the EU project officer? How does it work? Who facilitates the entry to the forum? Well, it depends on the nature of the initiative. Uh, for scientific-oriented initiatives like the strategic partnerships, normally the representative of NTNU is supposed to be a professor. Okay. So in this case, the professor is the person sitting at the table of the strategic partnership with the Brussels office as a possible backup when he cannot be in Brussels for specific meetings and so on. And the dialogue and collaboration in the way to work in the strategic partnership being nurtured and uh, fulfilled in the related NTNU forum. So somehow you see, we, 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 we through the Antenu Forum, somehow we help the professor also to already depict the new positions with respect to the priorities or discussions that are happening in the forum, because basically, normally, you know the dynamics on how the shaping of priorities happens, at least in the strategic mm -hmm. partnership draft work programs are circulated yeah. among the participants, and we have to underline that the strategic partnership are open to everyone. So it's not a closed club, it's just a matter mm -hmm. of applying to it. And then what happens in NTNU? The professor, which is the representative in the strategic partnership uh, with the collaboration of the Brussels office, circulates the document to the community of people participating in the forum, collecting the inputs, summarizing them, and then promoting them in the debate happening at European level on the way to finalize the priorities for the next round of calls. So this ensures, if you want, a more impactful in input from our side because somehow you add horizontality to the verticality of knowledge that the single representative could have in these kind of things so somehow our input is multidisciplinary that's nice and reflect all the faculties yeah. that's the way we try to work of course sometimes we succeed sometimes yeah, not yeah, but yeah. i mean at least we have the capability to do it or we try to build the capability exactly. you have an organization set up and logistics that sort of 
D- yeah. dress dress up the person that is sitting there so so is it is it you that is driving that process on behalf of the so the forum is it, it, is is, it you uh, that sort of, of shapes yeah, it up it, it is a joint uh, it is a joint effort uh, the fora have a specific uh, uh, structure uh, there is if you want a steering committee which is composed by the brussels office one administrative uh, support from the faculty, the professor, which is uh, the mm-hmm. chair of the, of the internal forum, and a number of other professors in case our internal forum is shaped through working groups. Mm-hmm. So there is no one structure fits all. The forum are built to reflect the structure of the strategic I partnerships. Understand. So for example, the food forum as a single ambassador which is the, the, the professors that is in charge of it but now it includes other ambassadors because the food forum of NTU include a professor which is uh, uh, the coordinator for NTU of the Norwegian participation in a research infrastructure related to food the professor which is the national uh, expert for the national table of food and our professor which is sitting in the European Food Forum. So somehow we have three, we define them NTNU ambassadors, which are linked to three different initiatives which can benefit from the input from the yeah. community. In the construction sector, we have the professor which sits in the management board of the Build for People, but we have decided to generate a forum which is basically matching with the European construction technology Mm -hmm. platform, which is the platform that is behind the Build for People strategic partnership. And so in this case, for example, we have six ambassadors, which are the professors, which are following the six working groups that are part of the European construction technology platform. So somehow these professors are supposed each one to follow a specific thematic area in line with the thematic areas that are discussed in Europe. So you see, every time a forum is generated, we try to generate its structure to better reflect the way the European system is organized. So to have a direct mirroring, if you want, or a direct one-to-one relationship in order to shape our answer in the best possible way. Good. good. You made it good. It's it's at least no, we but try. It's it's very <laughs> difficult. And I know that some universities struggle a little, with e- little bit, even though they have Uh, organizational setup that can uh, swal- swallow it, so to say, but where the the organization around it, the the it 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 someone lacks because things falls in between the crack and and then they start to get too reliant on on the in, on individual professors who are not who mostly focused on their own work and and to sort of get them engaged on the european level and so that it's it can sometimes be very tricky if you don't have a a setup that 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 match the need in brussels but this this forum approach i it's uh, it's uh, it's uh, it's a good way of doing it so it's uh, you heard it here in uh, in the grant <laughs> any any university university dealing with these things um, try to uh, at least these are these are very good advice for you out there uh, because i know there are many many university offices in brussels anything else on here I've, i put here in the bullets on uh, annual map and the timelines but i guess that's uh, mapping the 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 lobby process that's we just we just we have covered it Yeah, because that's what you do when you sit and find out the the where to go. No, I mean if you if you want related to the lobbying process, what I can add is that of course we do um, 
also as a Brussels office a monitoring of the legislative mm. process mm. and we try to uh, identify the uh, communications from the commission which are of relevance for NTNU which can have an input an impact for the NTNU system so worth it to say the green deal package is something that is of high interest for us including all its own internal policies the farm to fork uh, rather than the fit for 55 package rather than even recently uh, the uh, communication about the health data system organization which looks to be a technical thing but has a lot of impact also for research mm -hmm. institutes so we try somehow to one of the work uh, that the Brussels office does and that I hope to expand in the future when if possibly the office will have more permanent personnel uh, in its staff is the capability to anticipate by reading what is behind the communications what's going to happen in terms of initiatives launched by the commission because if you are capable to interpret correctly what is written in the communication sometimes you get hints about what where the commission is going. yeah the commission is tricky with uh, these things is sometimes you really look for the devil is yeah the devil is in the detail eh? yeah but you know we you, you told me you told me you told me about the lobby mm -hmm. aspect no this is another side is. of the lobbying because somehow you read the communication you find some interesting points then what you do you try to get an appointment or a discussion with someone in the commission related to the communication to ask yeah. clarifications what do you mean here what you have in mind there what are you going to do there and sometimes you understand that something is happening. I make you an, a, an example of one success that I got in my past life, which is still something I love to to uh, tell because I think it's a typical successful yeah. lobby work, long-term lobby work. In 2007, the European Commission have launched the European Institute of Technology with its kicks. They launched the first kicks and then in the second round of kicks there were rumors about the mm -hmm. establishment of a kick food or okay. a kick raw material. Uh, raw material were of high interest of Enea at the time. I was working in Enea. And uh, then I said to the I of course went back home, I discussed with the colleagues and I asked the unit for uh, responsible for the raw material sector if they would have been interested in engaging in a collaboration to try to generate a national proposal, a national group that could have become yeah. a collocation center for Italy. And so we started two years mm -hmm. and a half in advance, okay? And the work of the Brussels office has been, we proposed the strategy. We said, okay, to achieve this, we propose to enter the European Innovation Partnership for Raw Material and try to put our precedent in the management board at the orders of the commissioner. And we succeeded. So Enea was sitting in the board. But why we did it? Not because of the chair, but because this helped to qualify Enea as mm -hmm. the national reference for Italy mm -hmm. for the raw material sector at European level. And this avoided anyone else to build a competitive initiative no, towards the call yeah. for raw materials. Okay. And so we had a unique proposal from Italy, which was the first time in history that Italy came into a proposal uh -huh. for a kick as a single consortium. Yeah. Because normally when there is a kick call, there are at least three different Italian consortium in three competitive different proposals. So, and at the same time we lobbied 
on the other side in Brussels with the various consortiums that were raising. And finally, we found the one we wanted to go in and they started selling our consortium as a national consortium, done in this and so on, and they got us on board. And today, if you look in the map mm -hmm. of the Kikromatia, you will spot that there is a co-location center in Rome, which is the one managed by Enea. So, but this took two years yeah. and a half. Okay. And this is lobby, eh? I'm talking about Indeed. lobby. Yeah. This is lobby. Well done. Strategic lobby. So sometimes lobby is reading the communication, understanding what's going to happen, taking the risk, because at the time we started working, it was not sure that the Kiko raw material would have been launched. But when it was launched, we were very happy because we, are, we were already in yeah. a very good shape for ah, the Italian it's system. Well done. It's well done. Uh, but I would say also, uh, you mentioned talk to, to the commission, and I can <clears throat> recommend any listeners who are doing this kind of work, you, the ones who are not already doing it as a strategy, try to try to get you know like personal connections. The commission is actually most people are very kind, the commission officers, and 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 I on a regular basis I have my sort of entries, persons that has known me for many many years, and they talk openly about they don't talk in codes or 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 commission language. They tell they say it like it is. Uh, what's they say? What is written in between the lines in the official documents? They say directly, and this this it's just if you get this kind of 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 if you do your your footwork, so to say, to to networking with 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 concrete people that sits in the right places, you you get the information you need to to take steps accordingly that that fits for your stakeholders that you work. That's my experience. Totally, totally agree with you, Niels. And uh, the commission people are open and available. So, yeah, and you actually, it's something. It it surprised me when I came to Brussels and I started to talk to how how open they are. And it's not just okay. So you start to talk to them, but it's not just that. It's over the years. The impression I get is that they they are very happy when you approach with stakeholders. Uh, I've been, for instance, facilitating for some very large companies uh, within wind industry for in a for a specific case, and they they came. This person came and had a meeting with these three companies, and was very open about what the priorities in concrete strategic call areas and where they might be able to change and turn things a little bit around or change the wording to fit and so on and so forth. It's on that level. You know, they are. Uh, of course, these things needs to go through the whole system of program committee and 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 all these things. But but the wording, the text that goes into what the commission is proposing, it, it it's 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 not always so complex. Of course, you need the the whole system that we have just that Massimo has has rolled out. That that stands. You have all these forums you need to engage to because there's an official flow of information that the commission has supported to set up for them to get it structured the input. But but they do take these individual calls if you if you reach out. Some of them at least. <laughs> Most of them, I would like to say. No, I, I, there is this misleading uh, myth that the commission is hard to reach and very far yeah. it's totally totally wrong totally wrong so thank you the eu commission 
do a good job. <laughs> <laughs> so the advertisement message has been done. No, <laughs> no you know what? It's uh, I'm uh, I uh, I the commission is doing a good job. Um, of course. Now. <laughs> We are moving towards, we have uh, more than an hour in now, so we should start wrap it up. So, but what I would, we are supposed to talk about research, uh, so the project facilitation itself, and we covered it a little bit, say there's a, a synergy effect from the work you do that when you get into this forum, you also get into, uh, just explain to the, just explain shortly to the listeners, when you get into these forums, these people in these four, they are also doing EU projects within that same area. And of course, if you sit and talk about <laughs> specific strategic context, everybody around the table with an interest in that would say, w- "Should uh, yes, should we <laughs> do something together on this? That's just how things work. It's just basic uh, human psychology. Um, so of course, when you, uh, when you get into these four, the spin-off is that you get involved in some of the most a promising consortia for those specific calls. Doesn't mean you are, you're sure to get the funding, but you at least get into the flagship consortia. So I guess that's what you tried to say earlier, that it's sort of, the, it, they, that for, from your point of view and your chair, the two things are sort of interconnected. Is that correctly understood? Uh, yes. Uh, you, you, you wrap up in a very good way, I think. Uh, it's, it's, I, I, Honestly, do not have anything to add on your perfect <laughs> resume <laughs> of the situation in this case. <laughs> but this is to say, and this is what I would maybe invite you uh, on board for a second episode. But then I would like to invite maybe uh, like you to un- to see if you could get a person from back home from mm-hmm. your EU department that do mm-hmm. the con- more concrete activities on the project facilitation because <clears throat> i've been sitting on that side of the table myself which is so you have of course the synergy effects from the lobbying but the the actual when you do when you look at project facilitation isolated you have all the activities with brokerage events with the um, with looking for consortiums, with the with the um, making a strategy uh, with a team and sit with them, and that's not you don't dig into that detail. That's what I understand. So you have people back home that knows in more detail the individual institutes and teams from this point of view, and is that correct? Yeah, uh, partly. I mean, let's say that. There is a synergy in this. Um, when, for example, we decide to go for uh, brokerage events to generate project collaboration, there is, of course, a bilateral talk between uh, um, the process office and the internal use support system, and we create and we generate a joint uh, action on this um, for, for, for a couple of reasons. One of the reasons is that, again, Promotion, representation, and lobby are the top priorities for the Brussels office. What does this mean? For example, some years ago, the Brussels office of Antinue in collaboration with uh, TFU Berlin and uh, the Alianza for Universidades, which are two offices uh, representing university in Brussels, decided to propose to the other offices the generation of a network called UniLion, University Informal Liaison Offices Network, which today is a network of 50, more than 50 different offices operating in Brussels, representing universities, that basically is not a representation network in terms of lobby effect, but is a group 
of colleagues which are open to collaborate, which are open to dialogue, which are open to exchange information, but you're, which are also open to try to find ways to get our respective researchers to collaborate in the calls to come. Through Nilion, you can, for example, generate a bilateral talk with any of the universities and launch an internal brokerage event. And this is where the complementarity between the Brussels office and our EU support system mm -hmm. comes into field. Maybe the Brussels office proposing to do a brokerage event, and of course, the collaboration with the EU support system help to find the necessary professors at NTNU that are interested to participate in a brokerage event to do, be done with another university. So somehow, if you want this uh, project support is there, even if I tell you there is a slight overlapping between the activities of the Brussels office and the activities of the EU support system, which in any case is the one having the full responsibility for the pre-award and post-award phases of the project preparation. In any case, you know, being part of a network including 170 universities for us is easy to provide partners, it's easy to provide bilateral dialogue opportunities, it's easy to provide uh, or scout mm. invitations to project participation, which is something that is happening. Uh, on this point, for example, the Brussels office itself has been the spark for about uh, seven to eight funded proposals for NTNU, uh, meaning that we have been asked to put an NTNU professor mm. in an, an ongoing Uh, consortium in the making Indeed. and if you want this is if you want a, a direct return of investment no because without the spark of the brussels office the money wouldn't have been there and i estimated that uh, the amount of money collected by ntnu thanks to this opportunity generated by the spark of the brussels office has been uh, around six to seven million euros which basically is a return of investment of the investment that NTNU has done in the office in the last six years, which is higher than the money spent. So somehow, if you want, it's a sort of justification in life of my, of my work, eh? uh, direct oh, justification out of the all indirect return for the image visibility and the rest that we have discussed today no, in, in the talk. Um, but what I, it would be, I would, I would, it would be a lovely continuation to have, to, to make an episode where we sit with this, because you also have the institutes that, where it's not spin-off, where they are targeted. Uh, they have, they know they have a, 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 a very strong technology and they are focused on, on, on developing a proposal around that and how that process runs and, and are you uh, and how the eu office are you involved in those kind of things when it comes when there comes a push from home to 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 generate a a consortium it happens it happens uh, from time to time i'm invited in preparatory meetings to give advice to to provide uh, opinion because i'm also a project evaluator for the commission uh, i I did myself projects. I have experience in writing proposals. So even if I'm not here to read the proposal or to write proposals for NTNU, because it would be too too uh, detailed in terms of work, <laughs> of course I can try. I can try. I can try to give uh, overall advice on the way to do things and so on. So recently, I, for example, I collaborated a lot with a professor in establishing and facilitating the engagement of NTNU in the proposal for the Kik. Culture and creative industry, mm -hmm. and uh, today we are part of the winning consortium. Uh, recently, I 
personally provoked NTNU to be part of a proposal for the ERA hubs in the Wydera call. And today we are one of the two selected proposals for this uh, pilot call to test the ERA hub model. So sometime, you know, I take the freedom to enter uh, where I see that there are possibilities which in my opinion have not been spotted by the system itself. So trying to wake up the system on opportunities which look to be of interest. But my attempt is when I do this is mostly on things which are of uh, institutional level and not vertical te technical level. On this, I wait for the system to call me inside. So, would, but would it make sense to take such an episode with with you and another colleague, or even a third? I don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, with a talk about this, because I know many yeah, no many problem. people would be interested uh, hearing about this. Will be will be will be a pleasure. Maybe we can I can check internally if uh, uh, a couple of EU advisors from two different faculties would like to be part of uh, the next uh, podcast yeah. you are proposing. So to to get uh, two experiences from maybe two of the largest faculties uh, of the university, sure. that could be could be a, an option. And uh, in this case, uh, I can be in the background, but probably in this case, it's better for you to to let them talk about sure. their way of working, the experience, and also the dynamics that uh, they live inside each of the faculties which i know are quite peculiar so that could be interesting Good. Anyhow. that's a decision um, okay. Massimo, <laughs> um before we uh, we uh, we wrap it up i always have a segment uh, in all my my podcast episodes that i call the toughest challenge So for you, the toughest challenge as a representative in Brussels for university, um, what is the first thing that <laughs> comes to mind? Is it the distance? Is it the is it the engaging people? What? Well, the the toughest challenge you can have when you are so distant from your organization and uh, uh, you have not a daily mm -hmm. link with it because you are far is exactly how to keep your activities, your office and your profile in their heart. Because the risk of forgetting you mm -hmm. is very high, not because they don't want you, but because simply they are yeah. so engaged in their daily engagement that of course, far from eyes, exactly. far from heart said yeah. <laughs> something. So the real difficulty here is uh, to remain visible, not only in Brussels, which is your job, but also internally to your organization, which is the way for you yeah. to continue working in Brussels. On the other side, the rest is done by your capability to remain self-thinker and independent. Because again, if you wait for the home system, to call you and engage you in Nothing specific happens. activities, exactly. well, you will have a quite a relaxed. You will have a quite relaxed life in Brussels, I suspect. You know, yeah. so <laughs> that's how it is. So, these are the two challenges: one, remain visible; to be proactive and appealing to it's, keep uh, the attention. I, I am actually preparing a a a, a series on uh, that I had chosen to call the Brussels office. 
because I've I've been exactly in this position myself when I came to Brussels in 2010, as more more or less one person and a stagiaire, <laughs> and uh, and then having to now you go you know <laughs> you need to you need to to find proposals for the for the offshore wind in Denmark you know <laughs> uh, uh, yeah 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 so so yeah that's it it's exactly what you <laughs> please yeah, so this yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and also and also forget to have uh, clear inputs for yeah, your yeah, job. Yeah. You have to create your own yeah, inputs. That's you that's need the to point. Be proactive so, and so these are the biggest creative. challenges. Uh, <laughs> and if you want, if you want to do this job, in case you are considered to become uh, a representative of a research organization or of any organization in Brussels, remember you have to be very good <laughs> in, in in managing and imagining your activities that's uh that's a very important thing very thank you so much for that um and um and thank you for coming around the virtual podcast office um thank you for the this uh, interesting chat and also for the invitation to your very nice initiative i like it very much thanks so, uh, congratulations uh, thank you a lot and i think people are so kind when i reach out i have i only have a few people who didn't uh, react or, or or never came back to me after the first interview but people in general is very kind and 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 love that someone has started a podcast initiative on this so it's um it's a uh, i'm i'm uh, i'm 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 faring quite well these days with the with the people getting on board, so that's nice. And the night it, it's always interesting talks, uh, no matter who I talk to. Actually, it's very nice. And I hope that uh, that we will have uh, on a regular basis. Uh, you will have time to 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 do this with me because there are a lot of things to talk about. So maybe when I do the Brussels I office, maybe be... when I do the Brussels office series, I will get you in for uh, <laughs> for different different sections. Please, of, uh, please feel. Feel free to engage me. It would be a pleasure. Uh, it's been has been very very interesting and uh, a new experience for me. I think it's the first podcast uh, that I did. Yeah, you in my did life. so well. Yeah. Well, Massimo, congratulations. Okay. Can I can I stop the recording, uh, no. Niels? Now I can stop nope. the recording. No. Just okay. <laughs> keep it. Okay. So um, no, thank you, Massimo, for joining. I'm just gonna make the outro here. So. For all your listeners, thank yeah. you for listening to the end. Uh, I hope you enjoyed this and you hope you're enjoying my initiative. As I keep saying in the end of this, uh, these programs, I have a website, uh, thegrant.eu. Go check it out and f- by all means, subscribe to the email list. This is how I best build this initiative. So if you like what I do, the best thing you can do for me is to subscribe to the email. I'm never going to spam you. You will get an email when an episode is released. Um, that's all. Um, it will never cost you a single euro cent, uh, this podcast or connecting with to, to me by email. It's simply a way of growing the initiative uh, on the on the the community that listens to it. So that's all. I also have just recently created a, a hub section, a resource section on uh, the website. So so there I share links to uh, from the individual programs. So you will have a link here to to NTNU's uh, website. So you can yourself, if you're curious, see uh, about the university we talked about. Um, and I don't think we talked about anything else here that would be linked up to. But anyways, on the hub side, you also have links to the p- participants portal, the, the, the brokerage uh, sites and so on. So, so I try to gather things there. Thanks again for listening to the end. Thanks again to you, Masio, and uh, hope to hope you enjoyed this initiative. Bye.
Bye. You have been listening to The Grand, the EU funding podcast.